You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Bonus feature. I don't know what that one. It's like it wasn't themed or anything. No. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You're all very welcome to the Big Review Ski. Are they getting worse? Uh, I think they're getting a bit more uh, arty. Yes, like they're, abstract. Yeah, this is our white album. Free-flowing jazz. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, this is Owen here, and there's Rory. Hello, oh, yeah. Rory. <laughs> um, so we're here with an extra special b- 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 bonus feature to mark the release of Missing Link, which is out in cinemas. And it's a brand new animated film from Leica Studios, and those guys are pretty goddamn amazing. They are. They've got a, they've got a really, really impressive uh, CV with uh, Paranorman, which I loved, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, I which we love. Like Kubo and the Two Strings, I think, is one of my l- favorite films from like the last ten years or so. It is. It is fantastic. I only measure favorite films in ten year spurts. Well, spurts. Spurts was no, that the right word no, to use? No, not, not, not here <laughs> for that. So uh, we have spoken to oh Chris Butler, yes, the writer and director of uh, the new movie Missing Link, and the, this movie's cast is insane. Insane. So you got Hugh Jackman, and he actually, uh, <laughs> he's got a great wee story about meeting Hugh Jackman. He does. Um, or the first time that they actually talked. Uh, Zoe Saldana in there, so that's Marvel fans. You've got Wolverine and Gamora. Um, Zach Galifianakis, and then a couple of comedy heavyweights. Heavy heavyweights. Um, Are you okay? No, I'm not really. <laughs> I think I spurted too much. Oh, God. Um, Emma Thompson, Stephen Fry, David Williams, and Matt Lucas as Emma well. Emma Thompson. She is incredible. When are we getting her in the MCU? Oh, I would lo- oh, she would be amazing. She would be amazing. She's amazing no matter what. Nanny McPhee in the MCU. I want to see that. My goodness. Uh, yeah, so we spoke to Chris about uh, his new movie, about how difficult or easy it is to put uh, an animated movie like this together, especially when you've got a cast list like that. Uh, and, you know, his influences and stuff he'd like to do next, uh, all of which really piqued my interest <laughs> yeah 100 million percent so this is our chat with chris butler writer and director of missing link thanks for chatting to us at the big review ski today now i was just having a look on wikipedia which as everybody knows is 100 percent accurate yes. and completely true and it says that you were uh you're you're a scouser you were born in liverpool um yes i suppose i am a scouser although I don't feel like I've um, I've got much of the accent. No, I can't really can't really hear it there. But our, our most important question to kick things off are: Are Liverpool going to win the league, or are they going to battle it? Do you know how much I care? Oh, I can tell. You definitely <laughs> don't care at all. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I, that was never really my thing. I remember when I was a kid, and it was always like you know that was the first thing people asked. It's like Liverpool or Everton, and my answer was always: Does it have to be one? I mean, <laughs> can, can't I like both? <laughs> or neither, or neither, or neither, or have nothing to do with it. Okay, well we'll take that as we'll take that as Liverpool are definitely going to win the league then. Okay, yes then. Um, well, first of all, uh, congratulations on the missing link for our listeners. Um, would you mind just uh, giving them a little rundown on what the story of the film's all about? Okay, so it is about a an infamous explorer um, who. He pursues uh, mythical creatures around the world, but he's not very good at it. 
and he discovers Bigfoot um, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, Bigfoot is lonely, and he has an idea that he wants to be reunited with his long-lost family, the Yetis in the Himalayas. So he enlists the explorer's help in taking him across the world uh, to find his family. It's 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 a, it's a lovely story, and I have to say, um, the the voice cast list on this is incredible. Now, I am a huge fan of uh, of animated movies, and I find that sometimes some animated movies can fall into the trap of not getting the right voice cast because they're more caught up in trying to get big names. Um, if that makes sense. Uh, Whereas with this, yeah, I, f- yeah. I feel you hit the balance just right. Where you're like, oh, I know them, but also that voice is perfectly matched to the character that they're playing on the screen. Uh, how difficult is it for you to to strike that balance? Where you're like, no, no, I don't need the world's biggest stars. I need the right person for this. Well, I, I think it's that's partly to do with the philosophy of the studio in that they um, they 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 want me to to pick the right character and. Um, I think I was lucky enough on this one because um, at the start you kind of get a blank piece of paper and you start writing down names of, of, of who you think would, would be best to, to, to play that character. And you, you pull all kinds of reference of those actors and you take the drawings that you have of the characters and you, you start to play them against each other and you see which actor sounds good with which other actor. So... You know, in the case of uh, Sir Lionel and Link, they play a lot of scenes together. So we played, you know, uh, reference of both next to each other to make sure, so make sure that they um, kind of musically fit together. Um, but in in this case, uh, pretty much everyone that I wanted, I got. In fact, when I'm writing, I often have an actor's voice in my head because it helps create the dialogue, and I I. I pretty much wanted Hugh from the start. In fact, some of my early sketches of the character were based on Hugh. Um, and so I was incredibly lucky uh, that he said yes. And his English accent is better than mine. <laughs> well, he's, he, does, he is a remarkably uh, talented man, all right. Uh, had you met Hugh before uh, you kind of had him in mind for the part? Or was that kind of first meeting? Because um, obviously everyone... Everyone we we talk to whenever we're interviewing them, uh, there always seems to be a connection with either The Rock or Hugh Jackman. And obviously yeah. they both have this reputation for just being the nicest people in the world. But please tell me yeah, that yeah. Hugh Jackman was a bastard, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you that because he is the opposite. He um, It was quite funny, really, because I, I, I pursued Hugh for quite a while. And um, he I, I got word that he wanted to call me. Uh, to talk about the project and at that time i was um visiting my mom in liverpool and he was in australia um so the call was going to fall in the middle of the night so i went up into my mom's attic to take the call so it was not to wake her up <laughs> that's very considerate you're, um, such, you're, <laughs> su- you're such a good son i am a good son i'm, I'm glad that you said you, you'd noticed but i did wake her up um, oh. And I went downstairs and she said, what are you doing? And I said, I've just been on the phone to Hugh Jackman. And she said, oh, Chris, no, Chris, no. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Have you been on the phone? Oh, Chris. And then she said, who's Hugh Jackman? <laughs> <laughs> so she was just disappointed um, anyway. <laughs> and I said, I said, Wolverine. And she was like, no, no idea. Eventually, she she kind of knew who I was talking about, and then then she was very impressed. 
Um, but he was lovely. He was an absolute gent. Um, he came to visit the studio, actually, in Portland, Oregon. And, um, you know, you don't expect to see Hugh Jackman walking. We took him to dinner, and I, it was funny walking past people in the street, and they're kind of stopping and slowly turning, like, why is Hugh Jackman in Portland? <laughs> uh, yeah, lovely, lovely man and a pleasure to work with. And when it comes to uh, the recording sessions with with all these actors, do you do you find you have to? Is it easier for you to treat them all individually? Like, do they do they come with writers? Do they have huge entourages? Like, obviously not Hugh, because he, as we've established, is the world's nicest person. But like, have uh, do you have them all individual? Do you have do you get the opportunity to get them to play off each other in the recording studio or anything like that? Well, it's it's kind of a double edged sword in that. Um you know, if, if you're getting the likes of Hugh Jackman and Zoe Saldana, um, you, it's it's about how to fit them into in, into a schedule. Mm. And so you don't often get the opportunity to record these people together because they're so busy. Um, it is a treat in animation if you get actors together into in the recording booth because, they, you know, they feed off each other. Um, but really, it's, it's a very low-key affair, generally. Um, you know, the actor normally shows up at the recording studio. It's it's very casual because, you know, they're not on camera. So they just show up and it's generally just them and me. And we'll work through a bunch of scenes for normally about four-hour sessions. And uh, then they're on their way again. It's, it's, it's incredibly casual and easygoing. Um, and I like it that way because the, the informality of it means that you can uh, really get into it and, and explore a character. Yeah, um, from talking to uh, other people who have voiced uh, characters and animations before, they seem to really enjoy uh, recording the parts because, as you said, there's <laughs> they're not on camera, so they're able to come in like wearing a pair of board shorts and a t-shirt that they haven't washed in about three weeks, and they're just like, "This, yeah. this, this is it." You know, I'm here. I'm just here to use my voice. Well, in some ways, it's it's like the purest form of acting because it um, they they're just there with their headphones on with the script in front of them and it's all about voice it's about voice inflection it's about they they close their eyes and they just kind of disappear into their minds and it, it, you know it I'm, I'm sure it's very liberating for them but it's 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 also challenging because they really have nothing to work with there's no props there's no sets there's nothing except their voice yeah like they, it, it, i suppose it is kind of like the voice equivalent of working on a green screen you just have to uh <laughs> make do with yeah. what, what your imagination has um considering yeah. that i'm a huge fan of paranorman i know you are as well yeah Owen. um we, we both loved uh kubo the two uh two strings um when you're working on projects like this and i again we've we've spoken to people who, who work on films like this and they take years of development absolute years uh, do you get much time then to kind of check out, say, the competition or see what uh, anyone else is up to and you're like, oh, that's interesting. I, I, I'd i like to do that on, on this project or on the next project. Or do you just get completely lost in what you're doing at the moment? Um, it's somewhere in between, I think. I'm a huge animation fan or you know, every, every kind. Um, so to me, it's less about checking out the competition and more about just, you know, drinking in what's out there I'm, I'm i'm i will watch everything from every studio um i think we are in the midst of a, a, a renaissance of animation there is so much content out there and i think what's exciting 
is that there's so much different content out there. And I think that's, that's the best part for me. I, I, I'm glad that there's so many um, artists out there who are making different types of movies with different looks, different feels. Um, so yeah, I checked them out and I'm, that's the best thing in the world if you see an animated movie that inspires you because you, you don't want to go away and copy it, but it does make you want to raise your game. Um, and I think that's the same. I had that same feeling when I first started out in the industry, when I, you walk into a room and you're surrounded by the best storyboard artists in London um, or wherever it is, um, it makes you kind of look over their shoulder and, and, and want to be better yourself. So I, I think it's healthy. Definitely. And uh, as you were saying there, in terms of animated films and the ones that have been an inspiration to you starting off, do you have a particular favourite of all time that you can always just sit down and go back to uh, that maybe you saw whenever you were growing up? Or is it just like, no, as you said, I'll just drink everything in. And I love I love everything, just like I love Liverpool and Everton. Or hate them both. <laughs> uh, nice way to bring that one back. Sorry. Um, I... I I do enjoy everything, and sometimes I might not enjoy a movie, but I might enjoy something uh, technically about it, or one performance, or, you know, there's something to enjoy in everything, I think. But um, there were definitely movies that were inspirational to me. Um, When I was a kid, I was, you know, a Disney nut, and uh, Pinocchio, uh, Sleeping Beauty. 101 Dalmatians was a big one, and actually it, that was an inspiration to Missing Link. Some of the, the stylization of that kind of found its way into this movie. Um, I've got to say as well, um, as an adult, I think probably one of the finest animated movies ever made um, is The Secret of Kells. And, um, you know, I got to meet uh, Tom Moore and actually Ross Stewart, who was the... Um, the production designer on Secret of Kells. So he he actually came to Portland and um, worked on Paranorman as one of the concept artists. Um, yeah. So I'm a big fan of that stuff. Yeah, no, uh, Tom Moore and uh, Noor Toomey, all the work that they're doing uh, with cartoons and their films are just gorgeous as well. Speaking of gorgeous films, yeah. um, as Rory said, Kubo uh, and the Two Strings is just a stunningly beautiful film. But obviously, uh, there's that lovely crossover there with Art Parkinson, who's a uh, you know, local Irish boy, done good as well. What was it like working with him at the time uh, on that film? And uh, yeah, did you just harass him for Game of Thrones spoilers all the time? <laughs> no. So I had... Um when I started on Kubo, I was mostly involved in the, in the storyboarding and the writing, so I didn't really get to see a lot of that. I did. I was fortunate enough to do one voice record with him, um, and it was actually a scene when uh, Kubo is eating raw fish on the on the boat, and so they got a ton. I think they actually got a ton of sushi in the recording booth. And he kind of shoveled it into his mouth to the point that he nearly threw up. <laughs> and he nearly threw up on me, in fact. <laughs> so it, it wasn't the best experience. Well, but, uh, um, I, no, go, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, as Art Parkinson experiences go, I hadn't heard one where he almost threw up on somebody. So that's, that's a first. And I had to hold my hands out to catch it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's the sign of a good, a good uh, director, someone who's not afraid to get their hands <laughs> dirty for the job. Yeah. Uh, just w- one, one, one last question. Um, 
as you're saying, like the, the different forms and the different uh, visual styles of animation are really uh, changing lately. And I think with that, the audiences are changing with them uh, to, to the point that like you'll see some animated movies, they, they are skewered almost uh, specifically towards kids. Whereas some of your own work, I think, was skewered uh, to a slightly older audience, say Paranorman, I, I would like, that's for teenagers, that's perfect for them. Uh, do you ever yeah. see yourself working on a project that you'd be like, this is for adults? Because um, that seems to be a, a market that is maybe untapped at the moment. Yeah, absolutely, I would. Um, I There's so many different stories that I'd like to tell and... Um, a lot of what I'm drawn towards, um, and it, well, it, point, it points in that direction. Uh, you know, for example, I would love to make a horror movie. I'm a horror movie nut, um, and obviously Paranorman spoke to that, but I'd love to do the real thing one day. Do you, do you, by, by the real thing, do you mean uh, a live-action horror, or do you mean a horror that's uh, still under the animated banner? Either. I'd, I'd oh. probably do a live-action well, I'd be happy to watch it. So. Yeah, already, already, already looking forward to that one. Actually, sorry, Chris, just I know we did say it was the final question, but just in terms of future projects, have you anything coming up? And uh, we chatted to Travis Knight just before Christmas about Bumblebee. And, you know, we were kind of saying, obviously, the association with Leica there as well and uh, with the animation. And would that be a world you'd be interested in stepping into as well? You mean live action? Well, Transformers well. specifically in terms of uh, with that or any other projects that you do have coming up? Um, I Well, the thing is, you know, I only finished I only finished Missing Link a, a matter of weeks ago, really. Um, and now we're in, into the, the whole publicity machine thing. So I haven't really had much of a, a, a time to think about what's next. I, I would definitely like to, uh, well, vacation comes first sure. um but i'd also I'd, I'd like to spend a bit of time writing i do love the writing part um and there's you know i've always got ideas that are bubbling under the surface um so i think i'd like to take some time to do a bit of writing but there's nothing specific as yet um i don't know I'll, I'll, I, I don't quite know vacation expect expect me to to go on a beach holiday how about that definitely a holiday it's well deserved yes absolutely uh, and we look forward to the insta pics or whatever it is you yeah. decide to do it'd be, you're, you're it'd be nice once you get out of your mommy's attic anyway yes and, and onto a beach so. <laughs> okay well uh thanks so much for your time uh yeah, cheers, Chris. I, best of luck with missing link and uh whatever you do next if it is that horror or if it is what whatever it is we will be here to watch it oh thank you i really appreciate it See, what do we tell you? Yet another lovely person. Everyone is much lovelier than us. Well, you. Us. I'm great. Us. <laughs> and also modest. <laughs> you know, it's that attitude. It's that stinky attitude, Rory. That You're, no. makes people. You know what? No. Thanks like for me. listening, people. Thanks for listening and enjoying our big review ski bonus feature with uh with chris butler that's good uh make sure you check in the main show this week as well we've got lots of famous people on there too it's just famous people all the way down (laughs) famous lovely people oh god Oh God, I've got another spurt coming on. I oh, go. good Christ. Spurt You're everywhere. disgusting. Spurt never. People we'll will never time. come back to this show <laughs> now. Spurt out the door. You're 
listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.